Welcome to Tropeful, a podcast looking at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald. And again, I can say I'm back. <laughs> and I've decided to revive the podcast. And yes, I have tried to revive it a couple of times. I've learned over the past four years in creating a podcast that sustaining it takes a lot of work. So this is an experiment, and I think if I make it a bit more of a taste of Trope Voltora in every episode, just offering you a few minutes of insight, it may become an easier venture for me to sustain. So let's begin. This week we are amidst another portion in the center of the book of Leviticus, and also in the center of the Torah. This is Parashat Emor. I was drawn to the trope on two words, which happen to be the same word, and the same trope in both places. This is the word ach, found in chapter 23, verse 27, and then a handful of verses later in verse 39 of the same chapter. When it is sung, we hear it as the florid pazer trope, and that trope looks like a little pitchfork above the word, and it sounds like this. Ach. The word ach is a declamatory word translated in the JPS Tanakh as mark. To our ears, it may sound as if that word is standing alone. And I kind of think of it as a highlighter, as if you're taking a musical highlighter to the word and making it pop out. But I learned many years ago that not all of these floridly marked words do this. I tip my hat to Professor Joshua Jacobson, who discussed this as our scholar for one of our conventions of the American Conference of Cantors. And he noted if you look at the context of the entire phrase, you will see that everything is easily connected. In verse 27, Mark, the tenth day of this seventh month, is the Day of Atonement. In verse 39, Mark, on the fifteenth day, of the seventh month when you have gathered in the yield of your land. Now, I'll also know that the JPS Tanakh has put a comma after the word mark to delineate that, in a way, the word stands out, but in the way that we translate it and in the context of the phrasing of the beginning of the sentence, everything's connected. So if we didn't connect the declamatory word mark to the phrase following it, we wouldn't know what date we were marking. And then that is followed by the additional phrase of what happens on that specified date. But let me sing the entire phrase at least here at verse 39 so you can hear more of the words connected. Ah, Bahamisha, Asariom, Lahodesh Hashvi. I have challenged myself sometimes with the question is what I describe or note as a florid, complex sounding trope, historically florid? It is entirely possible that something that sounds musically complex to me and to our ears was rather commonplace amongst this tradition. I also may take some time in the future, in future episodes right here on the podcast, to look at a variety of geographically oriented ways to sing one single trope. For example, is the trope pazer equally as florid, for example, in Ashkenazic trope systems as compared to the Sephardic systems, or systems that developed more independently, such as the Yemenite trope? 
Anyways, I hope that these small moments in our portion this week are of interest to you. And I think that they hold a weighted interest for me also in this period of time where we're counting the Omer, where here we are talking about marking time. And truthfully, we all have been doing that in many ways ourselves, very present to our own lives while dealing with the coronavirus situation and spending day after day at home. So thank you so much for joining me this week for this taste of Tropeful Torah. If you have insights on trope in the Torah and would like to contribute your perspective and voice to the podcast, please be in touch with me. I would love to hear what you have found in the text and what you have to say, and I would love to even have you here as my guest on the podcast. I'll be back again soon with another insight. Until then, be tropeful. Be tropeful.